Hi there. Welcome to Anchors for Life. We're continuing our series on knowing the God that knows you. And uh, today we're in a, a, a new section of that series. And today's we want to look at uh, knowing God face to face. And uh, that expression is used in scripture of different ones who met with God face to face. And uh, so we want to pick up on that description and see how that might apply to us. And probably we're going to look at this in, in two sessions. We're going to uh, lay the groundwork for it for today and, and just begin to look at one individual who this phrase is used with. And, and then uh, we'll pick that up next time. So as we think about this, this manner of knowing God face to face, uh, let me ask a question. Um, I, I'm sure that most of us have used FaceTime or Skype or Zoom or one type of that uh, uh, internet social media that we, we often have in the last few years have really come to appreciate. Uh, but, but when you think of FaceTime bringing us together, I was, I was thinking of um, how FaceTime was actually... Uh, in existence way before the internet ever came into existence. In fact, wh what I mean by that is is that uh, when we look in, it, in eternity past, what we find is that the Father and the Son were face to face. There was face time for them. And uh, just to put some scripture to that, in uh, John's Gospel, John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, we read this. We read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, that expression, in the beginning, uh, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. That expression, uh, when we look at this, I think it's extremely important for us just to, to to peel that back a little bit and see what that really means. Uh, this word was here that's used in verses 1 and 2, it means that he continued to be what he always was. It, 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 it is not a word that has a beginning. It does not mean that, that he began uh, as another way we could use that word in the Greek. But the way this word is used, and this particular word, it means that he continued to be what he always was. It's describing an ongoing, continual action. And so when we think about that then, it is connected with another word. Uh, the word was with God. That word with, it has the connotation to us of being face to face. Here, the eternal Son of God, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. In other words, the Word was face to face with God. And they enjoyed this intimate relationship back and forth between Father, between Father and Son. And we, we see this intimate, ongoing relationship. The Lord Jesus Christ, who is the eternal Word, was face to face with the Father. And uh, when we think of that, 
Uh, we could also add to 1 John 1, 1 and 2. Uh, sorry, John 1 and 2. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. And we could add to it John 1, 18. Where there we read very clearly, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten, the only unique Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. So as we study the eternal word, uh, who became flesh, John 1, 14, says in, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so as we see that this eternal word that is in John 1, 1 and 2 has become flesh, humanity is taken on humanity. He's tabernacled here among us. And, uh, and, and the age-old question of what, is, what does God look like is, is answered in this very verse, verse 18, that the Son who's in the bosom of the Father in always intimate relationship with the Father, he has declared him. He has revealed him. He has manifested him. He has let us know what the Father is like. And this is why in John 14, the Lord Jesus said in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me or through me. And then later he says, if you've seen me, verse 9 of chapter 14, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So what a, what a reminder here that this intimate relationship that was with Father and Son, uh, this ongoing intimacy, and now what God the Father looks like, what God looks like, the very characteristics of God are seen in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what we find here. Because there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. He has mediated, he has bridged that gap. He is the man, Christ Jesus. And how wonderful for us to think about this. And, and this interesting expression that we, we have before us, face to face, it's used figuratively throughout the Old Testament uh, with men like Jacob, Moses, Gideon, Ezekiel. Uh, when we think about this, these men, it is said of all of these men that they met God face to face or they met with God face to face. So what does that really mean to meet God face to face? As we consider this, uh, does, does God really have a face? Does God have a, a face where we can meet him face to face? Uh, John 4, 24 helps us with this. John 4, 24 says that God is spirit. And he does not have a body. He does not have a body until the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so this expression, uh, face to face, what does it really mean? 
I would suggest to us that it is figuratively, it is figurative, uh, just as the expression of the hand of God uh, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 31, or the arm of God as it's used in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 27, and many other places, or the ears of God as we read in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, or the eyes of God, Proverbs 15, verse 3, these, these are all terms that are figurative terms that help us to relate in our thinking to God. And the Spirit of God uses these terms in writing the Word of God so that we could relate, so that we could understand. And, and, and in fact, as we think about applying these characteristics to God, this, this very process of calling, uh, the, applying different human characteristics to God is is really uh, called anthropomorphous, and and really anthropos means man or human, and morph means a form to form, and so when we the term face to face is a figure of speech uh, that speaks of the intimacy with God, and that's what I want to underline that it really reminds us of the intimacy with God, that Jacob and, and, and Moses and Gideon and Ezekiel that are mentioned of having this face-to-face -face meeting with God, they have this intimacy with God. And that's the emphasis, I think, really. And we go back to our first point with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. So when we consider this word with, that He was face to face with God. And He enjoyed this intimacy with God. It doesn't mean that, that in eternity past He had a face and God had a face and they were face to face. No. But what it means, it, it, it just underlines this intimacy and so when we think about with Jacob and Moses and Gideon and, and, and Ezekiel, of whom it said that they were face to face with God, this speaks of intimate fellowship. Intimate fellowship with God. God created us for this very purpose. God created man so that we would be in the enjoyment of this fellowship. In fact, we read in Psalm chapter 8, Verses 3 and 4, uh, the psalmist pondered and he wrote, and he said this, When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers and the moon, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him? And so this is, this is something that the psalmist pondered, that, that, that God would condescend to us to have a relationship with us to have fellowship with us you think right back from the beginning in, in the garden of eden when god came in the cool of the day why did god come in the cool of the day he came to visit with adam and eve but sin had interrupted that fellowship sin had interrupted the, and, and it affected and it tainted the relationship between man and God because man had disobeyed God. Man had sinned against God. 
and we find the consequences of sin, the wages of sin is death. God said, the moment you eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And we know that this began the process of death. And that spiritually, at that very moment, they were dead in their trespasses and sins. And this is what the New Testament would tell us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. And so when we consider this, the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And this is why the Lord Jesus had to come into this sin-cursed earth to restore that broken relationship. And that's why we read that the Word became flesh and, and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, making it possible in a coming day for God once again to dwell among men for all eternity. As we read in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, Behold, the tabernacle of God, the dwelling place of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself, God himself will be with them and there be their God. God himself will be with them. And in other words, to put it in the context of our message, God wants to be face-to-face -face with them. And this is going to happen in a day to come. But now, how does God come and be with us face-to-face? -face? Well, we know that that is possible through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you and I can have this intimate relationship, that we can be reconciled to God through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what God desires. He desires it for you and he desires it for me. And he's made it possible through the Lord Jesus Christ, the one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So how wonderful for us to consider these things today as we consider this manner of being face to face with God. And the moment we are restored to God, the moment that relationship is restored, the moment we've been born from above and we begin a new walk and, 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 and we find ourselves to be in Christ because of his finished work on Calvary's cross. And the moment that begins to happen and we are in Christ, and if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And in that new creation... We have a new relationship with God because of the finished work of his beloved son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, uh, really, when we consider this matter of face-to-face, -face, it's a tremendous, tremendous thing for us uh, to look at today. And as we're brought into that relationship, what happens is that, that now we have fellowship with the Father we have fellowship with his son. And we have the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And what that means is that the Holy Spirit takes the things of God and he, he makes them more and more precious to our hearts. He takes the things of God the Son and he makes them more and more precious to our hearts. He leads us and guides us into the deep waters 
that God has for us. Because the Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, uh, neither has it entered into the heart of men the things in which God has in store for them. But it's the Spirit of God who illuminates us. It's the Spirit of God who reveals these things to us. It's the Spirit of God who shines light on these things so that you and I may dive deeper into this relationship with the Father and with the Son. And so I, 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 I want to stop here for this introductory lesson to this manner of face-to-face -face with God, knowing God face-to-face. And next time we're together, we want to look at the first place where this is mentioned in Scripture, and that is with Jacob. And so I would encourage you, uh, while uh, uh, you're waiting for us to come back again, uh, pick up your Bible and read from Genesis 25 to Genesis 49, and, and you really get a sense of, uh, of, of Jacob's life, but particularly... Read from verse twenty, uh, chapter 28 to chapter 32. The entire story of Jacob is from chapter 25 to chapter 49. But I want you to focus in, and you might call this a little homework, getting us ready for the next uh, uh, session that we're together. But I want you to focus in on verses ch chapter 28 to chapter uh, 32. And there we see in chapter 32, the first time anyone is seen face to face with God. But before we close, I want to ask the question for you today, my friend. When's the last time you've enjoyed being face to face with God? You know, it is possible today for you to enjoy an intimate walk, an intimate life an intimate relationship with God the Father through His beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why Christ came. And because He came, He's brought you into the family of God. And as a, 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 a child in the family of God, to, to those who believe, He gives the authority, the power uh, to become children of God. What a tremendous thing. That's in John's Gospel, chapter 1 verse 12. What a tremendous thing that is that he desires for you today to enjoy this fellowship. Now, how we enjoy this fellowship is by faith. We know it is by faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, Hebrews eleven six 6 would remind us. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And God desires us to walk by faith, not by sight. And he's desiring you today to open God's word and allow the Spirit of God to uh, develop this intimacy with you and the Father, God the Father, and with you and God, this, God the Son. And so I want to encourage you in this today that you can have this face-to-face -face with God in by faith through the Spirit of God as you're in the Word of God 
And you can have it because the veil has been torn, allowing us access into the very presence of God. And uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18 would tell us that we have this access to the Father by the Son in the Spirit. And so how tremendous this is that we have access to the Father through the Son by the Spirit. And this is what he is desiring for you today. That you might enjoy that the fact that the veil has been torn from the top to the bottom at the cross when the Lord Jesus died. And now you and I, figuratively speaking, we have access into the very presence of God where we can meet with him face to face. And then again in in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, it would remind us that we have this access into God's presence, into the Father's presence, that we might learn of the very counsels of God, the very things that have been hidden before God wants to open up to us now. And we can come face to face by faith. This is the access into this grace in which we stand that Romans Chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 mentions because we have been justified and have peace with God. And we've been brought into this wonderful access into the very presence of a holy and a righteous God who is now not just simply a God way off at a distance, but now he's been brought ever so, we have been brought ever so near to him and we can call him our Abba Father. We can come face to face with such a God. And so I want to encourage us with that today. We'll pick up next time looking at the life of Jacob. And so until then, may you be anchored for life, dear friend. And may you continue to walk for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ for his name's sake.